everybody, RK here. It's Squeezer. What's happening? We, uh, we're in midsummer. Well, not mid, but huh? we're getting close to, what, what would we consider the dog days of summer? Uh, like to me, it's August. Okay. Like that's, so we're still in the puppy days of summer? Uh, like June is like, I'm still waiting for summer to happen just cause I'm too damn busy to realize it's already here. Right. And then July is like, oh my God, it's July already. I haven't done any of the shit that I've wanted to do. Sure. My patio table still didn't get here because they fucked it up. And all I want to do is just sit out back with a fire for 20 minutes. Okay. And then October comes. And then I look back and be like, what the hell happened this summer? Well, we are a week away from our respective summer vacations next week there will not be a show sorry be the first week we're missing in 30 some weeks yeah but Which i'm I w- not i'm not you're not happy about, not but, happy I'll be, about but i'll be in europe and squeezer will be I, um, we're still debating if we want to take the trip down to <coughs> dc or not i'm not sure how well she can handle that car ride like she can sleep for like an hour but by the time we hit maryland she's going to be screaming her head off so yeah, yeah we'll see Maybe we'll just go to the zoo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll be off next week. But yeah. we're here this week. And what do you – is there news? Uh, not necessarily news, but I want to um, wish a happy belated birthday to someone. Hello, Dolly. It's a very long time since a science story on Sunday made such waves on Monday, but with good reason. Dolly is the name of the first mammal, yes, a sheep, ever to be born as the result of cloning. Uh, uh, happy birthday, Dolly. July 5th, 96. Still alive? Uh, no, Dolly died of... Uh, Dysentery? Complications from cancer in 2003. <coughs> she, was, she was six years old. Hmm. Which uh, they don't necessarily attribute to the cloning process. Uh, a lot of sheep, and especially the ones that she was bred from, have had this disease. So why would you not, if you're going to clone someone, clone a sheep that is from a line that has this cancer gene... Also, they think that it might have been in the developmental process that even though these sheep live 11 to 12 years, Dolly might have been, quote-unquote, born like five or six years old, actually, Mm. rather than uh, (coughs) newborn. So she was already, perhaps already aged. Have they cloned more since? Uh, Yeah, and she's had offspring. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, uh, Dolly had three moms. One provided the egg, one provided the DNA, and then one was the carrier. Huh. Well, um... In Jurassic Park, in the book, Mm -hmm. Wu said that signs the animals were breeding were signs that he did it right. A a cloned animal made of nothing was breeding. Mm -hmm. Even though they didn't want him to breed, he was trying to look at the positives. Yeah. Uh, Rather than... Life finds a way. You have to look at something positive when you're looking at your own intestines in your hand. (laughs) It's true. Yeah. I always see the upside. Sure. So we're talking late 80s. 90s fashion yes <clears throat> and i guess i go first this week i believe it is your turn i'm gonna start off with something weird and freaky from the beginning they were different yes these gloves looked normal but when it got cold they got freaky freezy freakies oh no they're 
are changing. You freezy freeze. The gloves that change when it gets cold. They're normal now, but watch out. Oh, no. They're changing again. Freezy freakies. Nice one. Weirdest fucking commercial ever. Guys, I when when first started playing, I thought we were listening to uh, Count Duckula. Right. I don't know if I ever saw that as a kid. <clears throat> we just saw these at Bradley's, and I was like, I want these. So I had the the robot ones, or and also the turbo ones, with the race car on them. They they still make these in adult sizes now. You could go on uh, getfreezy.com. I always thought these were not called. Freezy freakies. I always thought they were freaky freezies. Mm. Some sort of Berenstein, Berenstein, bear, bear moment. The Mandela di- effect. With a little dyslexia mixed in. <laughs> with a lot of dyslexia mixed in. <laughs> so, uh, did, you, did you, you didn't have these when you were a kid? No, because they were gloves, right? Yeah. Yeah, what do I need gloves for? <laughs> yeah, bear paws? Yeah, I, I, don't like having glo- I don't like having my fingers uh, uh, separated from the world around it. These were so cool because they'd they'd have no image on them, and then you go outside and the image would appear, and uh, it was freaky. Uh, There's a lot of that going around. Yeah. Oh yeah. So you can you can now buy adult sizes of the original designs. I might get the unicorn ones for myself this summer. Did they only do gloves? That I know of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the freezy freaky line, I always call them the freaky freezies. I prefer that. Sounds better in my dyslexic Freezy brain. Freakies. Freaky freezies. Freezy. Hang on. Freaky freezies. Uh, f- freaky freezies, uh, as ridiculous as it sounds, would actually be the more proper way right. to put your adjective. Right. Because freezies would be right. the, the proper name. Of, sure. I would call these freezies, and I would consider Not them freaky. Freezy freakies. They were, it was a fad in the mid-80s anyway, sure. okay. and I'd always lose one, so I'd always have, like, one. I'd have, like, one of uh, the robot and one of... I'd always have two right hands, <laughs> of the, one of the robot and one of the turbo. I could never... I'd just go around trying to find my second, and that's still a problem to this day. It's in one glove. It's the Ryan problems. Hashtag Ryan problems. Anyway, that's Freaky Freezies. Let's get... Let's see. Like let's stay on subject. Okay. So, could they m- just not make commercials in the 80s? Just, I, like, just uh, fucking trailers? It, this, it was, this was a weird-ass commercial. I'm like, can I even use this? I'm like, no, I have to. I want to see your face when you think I'm just playing you porn. What was this? This uh, hypercolor. Is that what he said at the end there? Yeah, hypercolor. In, like, some weird British accent. Fuck. Kind of, yeah. I wasn't allowed yeah. to have hypercolor And, and at shirts. the beginning, when it sounds like people are just banging, they're actually saying, hypercolor, hypercolor. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Um... So yeah, these um I don't picture you in hypercolor. No, and I didn't Just because there was this kid at 
my Catholic school that would wear one, mm-hmm. and he was the cool. He, he thought he was the coolest kid, uh-huh. but he'd get really hot in his armpits. Oh, the armpits sweat <laughs> yeah. would, yeah. yeah, and your shirt change color. That was a big downside. Yeah. Um, so there was different color right like here. And you know, the more often he wore it, and the longer it worked, you knew that kid stank because you couldn't wash these things. No. If you wash these and anything beyond lukewarm water, it would fuck them up, oh, and they would, would be ruined. Yeah. Because um, it was a um, uh, thermochromatic pigment. So um, there was like all these, they had like micro capsules that was like weaved into the fibers. And it, the heat would change the acidity level, which would release some weird chemical reaction and would release this pigment. So what you're actually looking at when you're looking at the <coughs> shirt when it's like normal, like not like hot, uh, that's actually um, what it looks like with the dye. What happens is when it heats up, these capsules would like contract and it would suck the pigment back in. And so when it was actually like, when you would actually like get that heat imprint or whatever, that's actually the original color of the shirt, not the other way around. It was oh. kind of the way they marketed it, it was kind of like, kind of tricked you. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I never, I don't think I actually had one of these either. What I had was, and this is almost more to your, uh, Freaky finger, freaky friends, freaky, freaky freezy, freaky freezies, freezy freaky, freezy freakies. Um, what brought this to mind was I had a shirt, okay, and it might have been made down at the shore for all I know. Um, it was an awful shirt. Well, it was like 1992, so yes, it was an awful looking shirt. And on it was a gentleman wearing a jacket and pants and like a hat and boots. And as it got warm out, that would fade away, and he would be wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt and shorts and, like, sandals and, like, a Caribbean hat or some kind of, or, like, sunglasses. Oh, okay. I can't figure out what the hell... I've been trying to dig this up for years now, what this was, but I'm pretty sure it's probably more along the lines of your uh, Freaky Friday... Freezy techno- Freaky Freaky technology. Freaky Freezies. Freezy freakies, more along those lines, that technology, than the hypercolor. So I'm trying, if anyone has any clue what this, what these were, uh, it was more in line with the, l- look at uh, the, the freaky freezies. I got it right. No. No. Freezy, God freezy damn it. Um, it's more in line with that technology. If anyone had one of these, let me know. I'm curious as to what these actually were called, or if it was even th- something. It was. Um, it sounds it, like one of those naughty women pens you get. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. It was definitely. It wasn't the shirt itself. It was just the decal, the the silk screen on it was like this thermochromatic. I don't even know it'd be thermochromatic because that is the technology for the, uh, you know, the hypercolor with the acid. This was more the the. The decal itself would would dissolve, would uh, disappear and change. Hmm. But that was that was my high fashion back then. Okay, well, moving on. I'm about to uh, alienate some people with this next one. So, um, you're signing autographs? Yeah, I'm supposed to be. How come there's no one in your line? That's a good question. Honestly, I've been trying to figure that out all goddamn morning. Sometimes I just feel like if you have a goddamn soccer ball bouncing off your head, nobody even gives two damn shits about you in this country. Pick it up. Top toes, pick it up. Soccer is really popular here. 
Well, it's not in America. In America, people fucking hate soccer, and honestly, that's the way it should be. I don't know. I, I kind of like soccer. You kind of like soccer? Yeah. I'm going to pretend like you didn't just make my dick go soft. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, it's totally so. I feel like it's just gone back inside of me with that. No, oh, don't talk about soccer. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a little message from Kenny Powers, baseball superstar, and uh, book author. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not a particular fan of soccer. It's not that big in America. Well, I guess it is, but really, it's not. It compared, is if you want it to be. Yeah, I guess it's just a matter of perspective. But back in the day, there was this company called Umbros. Do you mm -hmm. remember Umbros, Squeezer? I do. <clears throat> uh, I thought you didn't. You had to look them up? No, I, well, yeah. It uh, was. I, re I remember just the name of the company. I had the, so the shorts were, out. like, shiny, and they had, like, a diamond pattern on them. Mm -hmm. And they were the coolest thing. I, I never had them, but all the cool kids <laughs> at school. And they eventually banned them from my Catholic school, of course, on, on casual days. Cause okay, I was just going to say. Like, they banned anything. Did you wear fun. them over, like, I your didn't wear them at all. No, they were, I guess they had cost money, mm -hmm. and my mom, if you couldn't buy them at Kmart on the discount rack, she mm -hmm. wasn't going to get them for they me. probably were getting all hot and bothered. And yeah, I, I had... I had the Desert Storm camo versions you could buy at Linko mm. for like three dollars that were made of the same material. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what that. I actually have a picture of me wearing those. I showed it to you. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm. So real Umbros were uh, apparently the coolest thing, and it was a soccer company Umbro. Mm -hmm. But the shorts became popular with everybody, not just soccer. There's probably so there's this. I, I went to this Catholic school until eighth grade, seventh grade, and it was called St. Francis. And when I was a kid, I, th I think I was in third grade, they had the upperclassmen rewrite a, a school song. And they took, at the time, a really popular song was We Didn't Start to Fire by Billy Joel. They took We Didn't Start to Fire and, and turned it in, and they had each class write a verse to We Didn't Start the Spirit. Yeah, it was really bad. And we, I remember being in the cafeteria and the kids were singing it, but I was more jealous of the upperclassmen and their umbros. <laughs> it's like one thing that sticks out in my mind. That just infuriates me right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck on we didn't start this. Ugh. Yeah, this is a true story. I didn't even think of this till now. Uh, yeah. well, I, I need some freaky freezies. I got the freezy freakies. Freezy freakies. I got the fucking douche chills. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, we didn't bad. start the spirit. Uh, those kids, the eighth graders, thought that the school went to eighth grade. So the eighth grade were the upperclassmen. They thought they were the fucking bomb mm -hmm. note playing, doing this. We didn't start the spirit. <clears throat> but the little assholes were only 12 years old. So, you know. That's true. They're fucking little jerks. Perspective. They didn't know anything. Yeah. But they were so cool in their umbros. They rode <coughs> up pretty high on didn't they? What? Like they, yeah, oh, yeah. 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 That's why I think they're a band. Mm. You're junk, fucking. You're junk flapping yeah, out. right. <laughs> Your tiny little undeveloped dick and balls hanging around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I can go. I can say junk and go vague. <laughs> we can just be very specific as to what. I wasn't sure. I thought. I thought it would be an uh, an arm or something. No. I, thank you for specifying <laughs> what what parts would fall out were, the bottom. But of they were those. nice and like smooth. <coughs> I'm sure they felt really good. The free ball in that. What was nice and smooth? The shorts. The shorts. Or, yeah, well, both. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, that was my next pick. Old Umbros. Uh, Never had them. Always wanted them. Bring them back. I'll, I'll wear Umbros. I'll let my. Well, I'm sure we can probably go oh. find a pair. Of, let's. I'll take you down. We'll go to Salval. <laughs> oh no. We'll go to Salval no, and I'll sad. walk. You, we'll, 
will walk you up and Dougie and I will walk you up and down the aisles like we did for our Halloween costumes <laughs> that one year oh. to the underwear aisle and just an entire rack of tidy whities strung up <laughs> that you can buy. And I'm sure that at least one of every ten that it was the one that the person died in. Uh, you see the fucking road tracks and I'm still yeah. tire tracks. Ugh. Okay, <laughs> let's move on to your next pick. Oh wait, you don't have no, any audio for this. Oh no, no 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 no. We don't. There's no track for this. We are going to. <clears throat> we're going rogue. We're going to do a little theater here. Theater of the mind. So. So we're going to do a little theater. Uh, your parts I get that. are. Your parts are in bold, Do okay? I have a script? You have a script. There you go. That's your part. <gasps> oh. All right. So, ready? Are you prepared? <laughs> okay. Okay. Ready? This is going to be fun, okay? Because this is all about having fun. Did you run this by my agent? I should have probably cleared this for copyright first. Yeah. But, okay. Anyway. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> MR Ducks. MR Not. O S A R C M Wangs. L I B. MR Ducks? I don't get it. What is this? You don't remember MR Ducks? Well, I remember seeing it on the boardwalk. Yeah. Next well, to the like all the other racist shirts. I, I'm actually flush right now. I'm so angry. Um so on the Delmarva Peninsula and particularly particular region of Maryland, there's this old we call it like a old joke or a old tale. That's where it was two guys out hunting, and that's like the, it's supposed to make fun of the dialect. Get it? MR Ducks, O S A R, but it's all written out in letters, so it's like that doesn't make sense, but when you say it in a particular way, it sounds like. Oh, yes, they are. Oh, yes, they are. Those, them are ducks, see them wings. What's L I B? Well, I'll be. Well, I'll be. Yeah. So. Uh, summer vacations uh, down in Ocean uh, City, Maryland. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's my... I, I, I was going to have lo- have you a, a gunshot loaded for you, but we're a family <laughs> show, so I don't want to promote violence. Um, or I, I wasn't <laughs> we're sure. We're a family show. We're, we're and family I was just show. talking about John Kang out of the side of um, Dick and Paul yeah. and the side of Umbros. Yeah, so... I, it's I, a family I, show, kids. It's a family show. Uh, I'm looking... There's actually a, a knife right behind... The iPad. I'm looking. I just want to plunge it right through <laughs> my sternum right now. I am flush. It makes me. It takes me back. That that little bit makes me so angry. Why? I, because my mom would do it, and oh. she found this to be so funny. Did this not conjure this, up the devil? This no. This was the funny because it's sweet, innocent. You know. <laughs> Slapsticky, yeah. and this was next to all the racist and horribly offensive all, shirts. All the, that, and right, right next to the Big Johnson yeah, shirts, Dicky Do, and and, yeah. and Confederate flags out the ass. That horrible, um, horrible Tricks Rabbit shirt. Which was a Tricks Rabbit? Shirt? It used a bad word for LBGT people and said "silly," which rhymes with "rabbit." Dicks oh. are for chicks. Oh my God! Remember that? That shirt? was a shirt. Yeah, and it was they sold it on the boardwalk. Holy <coughs> fuck balls! Yeah, you could just buy that. That was out in the open, and people would wear that. That was like having the N word on a shirt on the boardwalk. Yeah, people would wear it. Oh my God! I didn't even that didn't even register like as a kid. But you remember that, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, my yeah, God! Yeah. yeah. I thought it. I Holy was like fuck. looking at it because it was like you know I'm obsessed with cereal and yeah. I saw it was like the tricks rabbit on a on a tricks box and but it was totally. Wow, yeah. I completely yeah. holy I'm sure someone's plenty of people aren't horrible, living that down. That's horrible f- stuff. 
But there was other really bad sure, defensive. Sure, there's some awful shit in Confederate those flag stuff, yeah. all sorts of. Well, it's, you know, they're just celebrating their Southern heritage. Um, anyway, so MR Ducks, it was like an old local lore kind of thing. And then there's this couple, um, Lloyd and Gale, decided they were going to make a shirt out of it. So they just, they just <coughs> took the part of the MR Ducks, M period R period Ducks, slapped two mallards on it, and in 1983 made 2000 bucks just selling those down to shore. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, by 93, 94, when, like, when we were down there, it was they were making a shit ton of money selling these things. And there's a bar now, too. Um, and to quote, I'm quoting a 1992 Washington Post article, when you think of Ocean City, you think of MR Ducks. But... Huh. So and I so I your fashion sense aside, whatever you're into that's fine. I am not one. I don't like animals on my shirts. It just I don't know. I'm not I'm not an animal on my shirt kind of guy. I if I want to see wolves, I want I want to see them either in the wild or on YouTube clips devouring a, a herd of cows. Um, not on, not on your shirt, or like a salmon on your shirt or something. Salmon belong in the water, or on beer cans. Oh yeah. Uh, but my the thing that brought this back was every summer, and my mom would be in the store, and she would recite the skit and try to force me to go along with it. Remember the big dog shirts, big dog. Oh yeah, big yeah. dog. I'm looking at boardwalk shirts. So that the horror, oh, no fear was also a big one. Oh, that's right. That was, and then that was before Affliction <laughs> came in and decided that they were gonna. Right. They kind of took on the no fear. So. Now uh, you had that horrible shirt. Now that they sell shirts on the on the Wildwood Boardwalk that says, "I'm not gay, but twenty dollars is twenty dollars." <laughs> uh, hey, we, so we've really flipped the uh, right. Flipped the right, we come full circle. Now, now, now we're prostituting ourselves. Right, twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Which they're right. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, and uh, looks like there's one that says. Can we just skip the exchange of currency and we'll go into the boardwalk, do what we got to do, and then we'll just go and you can buy me some boardwalk fries and we'll call it even? Yeah. We don't have to worry about the exchange currency. (laughs) Uh, I can't get over it. I forgot all about that. That is fucking horrific. Right. That was something they actually sold in the boardwalk when I was a kid. But it's not that just people then wore it and they walked around like it was just A-OK. Right. Yeah. Holy shit. You could always get, um, oh, here's one. Obama can't ban these guns with arrows pointing to your muscles. Ah, yes. Yeah, Obama trying to take our guns. A lot of weed shirts. Yeah. You put like a, uh, put like a pot leaf on any yeah, type but, of logo. Yeah, you're at the point now. You can just buy those at the mall now. All right. So then there's, it looks like there's, I, like, um, with, with the LBGT rainbow flag, I heart my crazy husband, I heart my crazy wife. Right above shirts that use the Confederate flag that say, I heart my redneck boyfriend, I heart my redneck girlfriend, which could also be cousin. Mm. Substitute yeah. that in. <laughs> oh, sorry about that. But yeah, so they'll sell that right above the Confederate flags. This Confederate flag stuff, I still, I guess is still there. I'm assuming, I haven't been to the boardwalk this year, but I'm no. assuming there's a billion Trump shirts now. Huge. Uh, we got to go down and it could be a YouTube do a little, show. Do a little boardwalk. Boardwalk shirt. shirts. And just to get to the boardwalk. <clears throat> get you some boardwalk fries. Can I, can I, 
Uh, they probably don't sell that. Got a bucket. Anymore. Do you think they still have them in the back? MR like Ducks? Th- not MR Ducks. <laughs> well, we can't go down and buy MR Duck shirts? I'm not buying it. You know, they ch- and they change them up every year. Like a, It's a different pair of ducks. Well, yeah, way? you got to get this year's duck. You got to get yeah. that year's Does your duck. your mom still go down and get this year's ducks? No, she doesn't get this year's ducks. No. That's what we should go. We should go down and buy her this I'll year's go, duck. I'll go buy her an MR Duck shirt. And then I'll I'll just... I'll secretly record her, and then I'll have her sign off on it afterwards because I guarantee you she's going to break out into that thing with a big smile on her face. It makes her so happy, right. and it makes me so uncomfortable. Just tell your wife, like, hey, uh, Ryan and I are taking a four-hour tr- drive down to the Ocean City Boardwalk to buy a shirt for our YouTube show. We'll be back in 10 hours. She'll be okay with that, right? Yeah. Oh, I'm sure she'll be It's a work day. Yeah. yeah. Four down, hour or two there, four back. In and out. In and out, because that's how you do the beach when you're in your 30s. <laughs> Just two dudes driving down to get some Namar duck shirts. <laughs> and boardwalk fries. And boardwalk fries. Can we at least go to the bar so we can get a couple drinks in us before we drive back home? I mean, that's the only way to drive, right? All right. No. Not promoting that yeah, anymore. We're, we're joking, everybody. Are we on my next pick? I think so. So when I was, well, let me play this first. Oh, no, no, I'll get a preface. Oh. I got a preamble. Okay. I'm going to track it just when, so that when I was a kid, the button. We, we didn't have a lot of money growing up. Obviously, we grew up lower middle class. Upper, lower middle class. Sure. Yeah. My dad came home one day with two boxes. They were the, we instantly became the coolest kids. My mom wanted them to return them, but as soon as she saw how much we loved these, she let us keep them. And we are instantly the coolest kids in our class. Flying from the top of the key is easy. It's the landings that kill your feet. That's why I fly with the pump from Reebok. When I pump up, my size 13s get support, protection, and a custom fit. So, Michael, my man, if you want to fly first class, pump up and air out. Switch to the greatest sports performance shoe in the world, the Reebok pump. Pump up and air out. Okay, so these came out in November of 89, and that's when my dad got them for me and my brother. So I was seven, mm-hmm. and my oh, brother shit. was nine. It was a f- it was, So you remember, the, I still own Reebok pumps. Seriously? I have two pairs. Like from back then? Like No, they, they still make them. Oh. They're, they're the same style okay. from back then. They're ridiculous. So I'll get to show them to you. After yeah. the show. I'll put them on uh, our Instagram account. So <clears throat> the Reebok pump were these athletic shoes that had like an inner ca- cavity, like a, like a cast almost, an air cast. And you could inflate, <clears throat> deflate with this ball that was usually like a basketball. But they also had tennis. I had the cross trainer ones. So it was like a little different. My brother had the basketball ones. Yeah, I'm, I had the uh, mine. It was on the because they had the ones on the side. Yeah, There's those came later. Side. Yeah, but mine, it was the ones on tongue, but mine looked like a basketball, like the actual pump itself. Yeah, yeah, the pump looked yeah, like a basketball, yeah. So the, a couple guys came to Reebok, and they came with a design, a design of a shoe that had an inflatable chamber that would allow you to have. The idea was you get a custom fit, mm-hmm. and you, know, you put it on, and you, you pump it up until it fits perfect. So they uh, took it to Reebok, and... They instantly were like, yeah, we're, we're making this thing. It was a huge hit. Mm-hmm. These were the biggest shoes. And when you had them, you were instantly like, these were these blew out Air Force Ones, these blew out Jordans at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually Nike would come back and take over 
and uh, you know, uh, pumps would no longer be a big thing. And I don't think it was until Allen Iverson came around that Reebok had another big shoe, the answer. But uh, you can still buy pumps. They still sell various retro throwbacks to uh, the Reebok pumps online. And I've, I told you I'd, I'd post mine. But, yeah, the Reebok pumps were, were the coolest fashion statement of the 80, like 89. Do you think it really did do anything? I mean, you could feel it like you could feel it tighten, but 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 still, it's not gonna. Well, then, like everyone had a knockoff, and remember LA Gears? Oh yeah, we'd have LA Gear regulators. You know, my my dad, we had that one pair of Reebok pumps, Mm -hmm. and you know, we never allowed. My dad was never allowed to buy sneakers again. But LA Gears weren't as expensive, and we'd have LA Gear regulators until we get LA LA Gear lights. LA lights, yeah, yeah, those were their shit. Came with the little uh, California license plate tag on the side. Remember (laughs) that? Yeah. Yeah, LA Gears. I never had a pair of lights. You never did? I had a pair no. of lights. I had a few pair of lights. They must not have been expensive or my mom wouldn't have bought them for me. Yeah, I, and then I had the ones where it had the um, the air pockets under under the heel, and it had, like, clear plastic along the sides. I think Reebok might have been Reebok did those. Oh, the Hexalite? It, no, it wasn't. They, was it Hexalite? It had like a honeycomb yeah, thing underneath, excellent, yeah. and then it had clear tubes that you could see. It's like oh, there was air under your heels, right? And then that would uh, dry out, and the plastic would crack, right? And then you had like no support. Under my your pumps feet have my Reebok pumps. I'm gonna show you. I have those in. Okay, the excellent. Uh, so you're just walking on clouds. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm I, I could probably jump 50 feet with those on. Wow, no lie, that's impressive. Yeah, slam dunk on any 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 rim, any make any goal on the basket. Right, that's the word. The goal. Sure. Yeah. Summer. Yeah. Summer fun sports, but yeah, Reebok pumps. Now, when you're walking around Reebok pumps and you just slam dunk and everything you see, where are you gonna keep all your valuables? Don't have the, it, you know, I tend to wear my pants a little tight, <laughs> and I can't put things in the pocket. Things break when they get in the pocket. No, I'm a huge fanny pack advocate. I've I've worn them now for like about 20 years. I've had them. Ah, oh, the body. I, I couldn't. I couldn't the think gov. anything from uh, any kind of fanny pack audio. I'm like, wait, he was on Rogan once, and they all they did was talk about fanny packs. So I went back and I pulled that. So, I stole audio from Joe Rogan's podcast. I hope they're okay with that. But check out the. If, you know what? In that case, then go check out Jesse on that one. I'm go. I love Jesse. I, he's crazy, but yeah, I love he's him. And Rogan is insane too. So yes. that's that's probably they, good. They just talk about fanny packs. That's like a wrestler thing, though. They all wear fanny packs. Yeah. Oh, like the Rock had that was a big thing. Yeah, right. Um, the, the picture of the Rock with his turtleneck and his yeah, fanny turtleneck pack. and the fanny pack, and it was all. I mean, that's what most of. I got lost for like a half hour last night just watching him on all the late night and morning shows talking about it. Uh, Fallon did a, a great bit when he, uh, they made a little action figure of him, and it was like him in the box with the fanny <laughs> pack on. Yeah, it was. Fantastic. I'll look that up. So yeah, fanny packs were huge. I yeah. remember having a few of them. Um, yeah, I had. I remember the one, big one I had. It was like a. Uh, this is as '90s as it could get. It was a denim one with Mickey Mouse stitched on it, and I'm pretty sure we probably got that at Disney. Mine was neon green. <sighs> yeah. mm. uh, and then they had the leather ones. Those were the big fancy ones. Yeah, man. I never had any um, leather. Uh, but I mean. Should now we bring it back? Kinda, Should we start wearing fanny packs they, again? They are. Yeah, well, at Firefly, again, I'm talking Firefly. Sure. They were selling a Firefly branded one. Yeah, they're, they are coming back. And, I mean, 
me, it, my thing is, it's not even like, I mean, we, you even mocked me the uh, yesterday when I said something about him. It's like, you cut your own hair. You're not really concerned about what you look like. <laughs> um, which is, tr- I wear a hat. So I got to, uh, if they could fit my Kindle in it, I'd wear one. Oh, well, yeah, I can. Yeah? Yeah. So just have my book wherever I go. Yeah, and, and ease for a thing, especially like, uh, you know, if you're flying, you just throw it in and you go. My thing is, I don't like any accessory on me whatsoever. When we go to Comic-Con, if it doesn't fit in my pants, I have to wear cargo pants. Like, I can't do backpack. I just, I hate having anything See, attached I'm a, to I me. I carry my backpack almost everywhere, so. Yeah. Well, my backpack weighs like 90 pounds. Right. Um, I guess I could take some stuff. I don't need, like, my wrenches and a, and a drill. But you might. At Comic-Con. You, yeah, that's true. You never know. Um, you, you don't want to hamstring yourself. But, yeah. And, it, I mean, they the thing is, too, it's like they, like they went away is maybe because right of the way they were mixed with uh, um, 90s fashion. That why it became so cliche or so, do I dare say, taboo to wear a fanny pack. Because they've been around since, like, the dawn of time. Look at, like, any any, like, you know. Cowboys. Cow- well, cowboys, but going back to pre prehistoric, like the first bag someone had, um, they like they threw around their hip. You know, it's like medieval times. Like you would have like a pouch, and then like you know, uh, Native Americans had pouches. They still to this day, like uh, the what is it called, a sparum, whatever, like w- that you would wear with a kilt. Like kilts don't have pockets. No one laughs at a guy who wears a sparum because you know it's a fanny pack. They laugh at him because he's wearing a skirt. <laughs> Uh, it's, uh, you know what I, I think a lot of it is, especially why the wrestlers wear them. Like I notice a lot of our the camp freelance cameraman we work with would have them on because of the pant they either like basketball shorts or wind pants right, or something. Right, they don't yeah. have pot. Right. You, you're so inconvenient. Well, it's also traveling. You always you you're have always traveling. And, yeah. You it, the amount of effort it takes to wear pants with like a button, a zipper, and a belt. Yeah. You know when it's it could tough. just be as elastic. Plus, you know in our line of work, it's not necessarily. If you if you get pants with the waistband is fixed, you're not going to be wearing them too long. <laughs> um, but also, I guarantee you, when you go on your trip, you are going to be you'll end up wearing a fanny pack and be coming back with them because yeah. they're more popular overseas too. Oh, well. And in Japan, I, uh, there's a friend of the family, he's Japanese, and he was staying with uh, my brother for a while, and he came over for uh, he was over the holidays, so he came over for Christmas. And uh, he had, it was not actually a fanny pack, like you would think with the belt, but it was, uh, it would like loop on to your belt. And it was like this, it was really, I'm like, that is really nice. One, I can't rock that. I wish I could. And two, I'm like, that's, if I were to do it, that's how I would do it. It was almost like having a little tool belt that you could like, you know, like if you get a good tool belt, you get the, the belt and then you put your, you accessorize your belt as you would want, so you can have it set up the way you like. And it was almost like having that extra little nail pouch. I'm like, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Which well, and, and actually, as far as like work goes, I did when I was working on set. I would have one if I were to do AC work. Or yeah, well, then Porter Brace makes. Yeah, they, just for, for just, that. Just for that, yeah, but we you had got, one. You got to have studio. I don't know what happened. Now. You got to have your your tape measure and uh, your gaff, your gaff, <coughs> and all that. Well, if you're an AC, you need you, you a need side that. pouch. You yeah, need, you need all a your side markers pouch. and your, your tape. markers, tape, lens kit. Shit, We're really getting out of getting a little in here, but, uh, but so the perfect they they, they have a purpose. All so right, well, I'm cutting you off. All right, you talked enough about this. Now, 
the perfect I'm gonna this, fanny the fanny pack would be the perfect accessory for these pants. Zubas are the world's most comfortable pants. Get in the game wearing your favorite team's colors. Lounge around the house in ultimate comfort and get noticed everywhere you go. The original Zubas active wear pants and leggings have a unique style you can make your own or choose the colors from your favorite teams. If you're looking for loose-fitting comfort, try Zubas pants with drawstring and a comfort-fit elastic waistband. The pants that fit everyone. Zubas are as soft as your favorite t-shirt. Ah, Zubas. I own a pair of Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. Zubas. Uh, back in the 80s, these guys <clears throat> were trying to make a new pair of shorts for, like, uh, heavy lifting men. <laughs> they made these baggy shorts with an elastic waistband, and they had, like, a zebra print on them. They were trademarked in 89, and they were initially sold to guys who were weightlifters. Uh, <laughs> the... Road Warriors popularize these. Really? Yeah, these are another wrestler. Wrestlers would uh, would help prop- popularize these pants. Oh well, yeah, they're comfortable. And as far as they're like, hey, they travel with them. And then one day, I'm sure they're like, oh fuck, we gotta get to the ring. And they just walked out in Zuba pants. Right. So <clears throat> they started off as shorts, but of course the pants became even more popular. And they were like tapered at the ankle, <laughs> so they were like really baggy, and then they'd go down, you know, kind of taper, mm-hmm. and. Uh, the outer part was longer than the inner part. So the, you know, because of the elastic and the great mobility, uh, doctors wear, Dr. Cox wears them, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. <clears throat> and he gives them the Turk. Remember at that one point? Oh yeah. When they give away their baby mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, <clears throat> they originally started a zebra print, but We've seen Rex Quando. You know, they made him in every print possible. American flag. And then the licensing. The licensing out of control. Uh, mine was, I had a Steelers pair. I don't know why. They're always bright and flashy. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Zubas designed the uniforms of the AFL in the early 90s. Remember that? Did they really? Yeah. They're horrible. So... In 1993, Inside Sport magazine, Zubas finished third in voting for the worst thing to happen to sports <laughs> that year. Ahead of that was the retirement of Michael Jordan and the death of wrestler Dino Bravo. Then Zubas. Michael Jordan retiring, Dino Bravo dying, Zubas. Zubas. Worst thing to happen to sports. <laughs> Uh, then they became a thing again, and um, the Zubas went bankrupt in the late 90s, but then they resurfaced uh, in the late 2000s and now they're they're a thing people wear zubas and now minor league teams are uh doing zuba prints for like a special night mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> the tiger striped zebra pattern <clears throat> yeah uh i think the detroit tigers recently did a zubas zuba pants i mean it's just the the retro thing is hot i mean look at us i mean it's what we do it's we deal in nostalgia it's almost like you can get away it's an excuse to wear them now it's more okay to wear them now than it even was back then right it's like oh you're being ironic or well, fun now you are but back then it was like no i look good yeah i'm in my zubas yeah look at this look at this figure i don't get it because if you worked out that means you're in good shape and then you're going to wear something that i would wear to hide this disgusting mess it works for every situation mm-hmm. it's good for everything now Talking about licensing. Talking about licensing. Ah! 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 
look for the stars and you'll find so i figured out the the uh formula to a commercial in the 90s lay down a generic beat whisper the name of your product right. and then have people um in bright clothes dance extremely close to the camera and then just chop it up roughly in the edit room and throw it on a three-quarter inch tape and send it out <laughs> oh man starter that was Starters. a huge brand back in the day Whew, it was big you weren't you needed this this was yeah you needed your starter you starter had, champion uh just, just picture that so you have put your starter jacket on yeah with your uh Zuba pants yeah. and your Reebok pumps. Oh, you're set. Throw in a snapback hat. Yeah, you're ready to go. Oh, my God. Jazzy Jeff just vomiting right. fashion all over you. Yeah. Um, look for the star. Do you remember that? Like, mm -hmm. you would have to, when you were at the store, you'd go through and you wanted to make sure that it was a starter jacket, so you'd look for the tag and the look for the star. Did you, did you have starter it. jackets? Yeah, we had, I had, uh, we had the pull, like, quarters, uh, yeah, quarter zipped zip in the top. Over. Yeah. Yeah, and then it pulled over. Yeah, yeah that's so, how those are. Yep. Um, I had a Mighty Ducks one. Ooh. Um, despite <coughs> the fact that I was a, I was a Flyers fan through and through, but we were all kind of Mighty Ducks um, fans. It was because of the movie. Yeah. It was more or less yeah. for that. And uh, uh, my sister had a Dolphins jacket because I was a Dolphins fan, and they needed one for her, so they got her a Dolphins jacket, and she liked the colors too. I had so. Vikings ones every mm. th two, three years. I'd get the newer model. Oh, nice. Um, but yeah, these were, I mean, what more can I say? And everyone had one, yeah. you know, when, like, and that was the problem too, because it would add 30 to 40, it would make you look 30 to 40 pounds heavier. <laughs> um, and I remember like in school, cause you know, you'd have the little coat hooks in they the back of your classroom, but they also had those big pouches on the front with the Velcro. Yeah. It was yeah. Basically <coughs> it was a fanny pack in your shirt yeah. it was, or it's like a, the quarterback hand warmer thing yeah, right. built in. So yeah. like when you're huddled up. Um, well, it had that, but also the front pouch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, and that had and the, the team name on it. Team name, which emblazoned as you yeah. knew which team you were a fan of. Yeah. And then the, even the zipper itself, it had to have that starter. little starter, star yeah. S logo. But you would hang these up in, like, the back of your classroom, and, like, it would just be a pile of jackets on the floor by the end of the day because everyone's jacket took up three times <laughs> the average space that a jacket is supposed to take up. Yeah, right. So it was just this wall of of nylon and uh, synthetic fabric, whatever the hell they were made out of. Polyester, Polyester. Um, yeah, those were those were the starter jackets. Uh, are they making a comeback? That's one thing I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't really wear a jacket, even in the coldest of days. I'll still just wear, put a hoodie on. Well, starters still a. Brand, oh yeah, they're still around. But. I don't think it's the I hot think they're, new thing. Like, I think they're sold at like Urban Outfitters. Like, ironically, like Champion stuff is. Okay. No. Um, they were not stealthy. You were you weren't gonna you weren't gonna doing any any B and E's with these things. Just whoosh, whoosh, no, but they whoosh, were done. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. They were done, and people would. Oh my God! Yeah, the robberies. Oh yeah, they're making a comeback. Quarter jacket. That was a bit. Well, it was you know the sneakers, the jacket, kids getting robbed on the street because these things were going for a hundred to one hundred and fifty bucks for one of these damn things. One sixty they sell now. Holy shit! But yeah, that was a big story. Kids, you know, it's like you were instructed, and in, like some kids in school were instructed, like give up your jacket because people were getting shot. No over one your... wanted my Vikings one. <laughs> wow.
At least it's consistent. Yeah. Uh, and then the best was, do you remember when you would look for these in like the catalogs? Like in either, like if one of the sales ads things, or in the remember East, East Bay, East Bay or like even like JCPenney catalog or the oh, Sears yeah. Wish Book yeah. or something. Yeah. And they would take up the whole page <laughs> and it was so colorful and so they would cram every jacket they had, the logo on it. It looked like one of those magic eye puzzles that if you just, if you hold it real close to you and start pulling it away from your face and you rack your eyes out, you're going to see a sailboat <laughs> inside the, uh, inside the pile of starter Schooner jackets. There is a sailboat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I know what you're talking about. I wonder if I could uh, rock still a Viking starter jacket nowadays, if I can get one, the new one. Not without shame. <laughs> well, of course. There's nothing to it being a starter right. jacket. You can't wear any Viking stuff without shame. Yeah, I can't believe they're still selling these things. Jesus. All right, well, we talked about one pair of stupid pants. There's another pair of stupid <laughs> pants. Jenko jeans are officially making a comeback. So we had to take that late 90s nostalgia to the streets in 2015. Story two years ago, Squeezer, about Janko jeans making a comeback. They're making a comeback. They need to be quashed like Al Qaeda making it. a comeback. They did it. This guy put them on and he walked around in them. And yeah, they, just, they tried. They tried to make a comeback. They failed. Janko, which stands was was short for Jean Company, J N C O, would make these. I think they started as rave pants, right? I don't remember. I was just, uh, I was afraid of anyone that warm. <laughs> I, there was a, a point in my life. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't stand for Gene Company. It stands for Judge None Choose One. Jesus, that's a little convoluted. Judge None Choose None. Los Angeles-based clothing company specializing in boys' and men's jeans. And um, brand gained recognition in the 1990s with boys' ultra-wide Straight leg denim jeans featuring elaborate pocket logos and a unique street look. So I wanted a pair of Jenko so bad. Really? Yeah. My I don't mom, see you as a Jenko kid. Yeah. You, know, you know, we were, it was the grunge skateboard. We were skateboarding. Oh, okay. You know, and um, my mom my was car- like. My carpenter jeans. Yeah, I bet. Well, you never oh, knew. I, I wore Levi's oh, okay. silver tab. Well, you, know, you never knew when you needed to have a hammer at your knee. Right. <laughs> uh. So, yeah, my mom was like, under no circumstance are you ever going to wear this <laughs> jeans. And thank you, mom. <laughs> Please, I thank you so much for never allowing me to own a pair of Jankos. But, uh, yeah, so I was stuck with. And now, like, you just wear jeans that fit. Yeah. That's all you look for. Mm-hmm. A good pair of jeans that fit. Yeah. And even, like, is the skinny jean gone now? Yeah, it's still not for women, but for men. Uh, I don't for think. men, like yeah, unless you're a rock star. Yeah, but yeah, I just saw like a relaxed. Mine mm-hmm. are slim fit, but they're still. I mean, everyone everyone at the time thinks that what they're wearing just looks normal, and I I just feel we're at a point now where we're just done with the nonsense and we're just wearing, yeah. Oh it's, my God! We're you wearing buy pants Jankos. efficiently. <laughs> Jesus, these are ugly. But I'm, st- I'm sure you can still you can still go and buy your stonewash, uh, high waist, uh, hard as stiff as cardboard dad jeans, right? <laughs> yeah, that like one. They, uh, those don't go away. That one uh, cameraman for the other network shows up wearing them every day. Oh, jeez, yeah. Oh, dad jeans. 
But yeah, these are um, these are horrible Jenkos. Well, you know what? Now, now, now. At the time, the, though, they were so fucking now it's cool. The, now it's the uh, the spandex. Add like a three percent elasticity. Yeah, to that's your, what mine had. Yeah, yeah it's but, fantastic. Yeah, you can't see it. Doesn't make them yeah, look it, any it's, different. it's not They're about that. It's feel. all about it's a feel. It's a comfort, a little bit of flexibility, a lightness you, to them. You wear them every day mm-hmm. without washing them until the crotch wears out, and yeah. then you get a new pair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jenkos. It's the fucking nineties. God damn it. Yeah. So stupid. And like just basically it's like it would if would you buy a pair of jeans if you were a guy, would you buy a pair of jeans and then bedazzle them? No. So why would you buy them pre bedazzled? Right. And it came with enough denim to like clothe a family <laughs> of ten. It was like the you were like the use a whole bolt of denim for one pair of pants. Who was the character in the, the Nutcracker with the, like the lift up the skirt and all the little teacup kids come running out? Oh like yeah, Bla- Blair played that. <laughs> Seriously, he has the dress still too. At, at home. <laughs> well, he has the dress at home. <laughs> okay. But that in in the Nutcracker at the symphony, Blair was Blair was that for years. Really? Yeah. The, well, when that was at the Scottish Rite Cathedral. You'll have to ask him. I gotta ask him because yeah. my sister is one of those little things that came out from underneath. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that my was... sister was underneath Blair's skirt. Yeah. I'm sure he didn't care. Nah, he would have been more interested if you, <laughs> if Kurt, you were under <laughs> his skirt or me. But uh, yeah, Blair, Blair played that role. Blair is uh, theater for he was part of that production for years okay. and years, and I think he owned it. That's why he would oh, always shit. yeah. You own the dress, no. but I don't. I don't know anything of that play except that Blair told me that he played that role. So, but yeah, that was kind of like I guess with the, these big Jankos. If they did a modern version of the you, you lift it up and a bunch of douchebags <laughs> come out from under, <laughs> asking to bum a cigarette. Uh, uh, wallet chain dangling. Yeah. In Okay, let's get on to. Sorry, Munch. We're we're done here with this flashback. We're done All torturing right. you guys with fashion, and I use air quotes when I say that. You're hurt. You're hurt real fucking bad. But you ain't dying. I'm gonna die. I'm gonna. I. Oh, I just scared the shit out of me, Larry. I'm gonna die. I know it. Oh. Excuse me. I didn't realize you had a degree in medicine. What the hell is that? We were talking about snap bracelets. What was that clip? From uh, Reservoir Dogs. Mr. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's covered in blood. <laughs> what? Why? Because these things were deadly. <laughs> You're no, reaching. No, no, I'm, hey, believe me, I spent hours trying to track something down for this thing, but this makes sense. Now, preface this. Do not sue me. <clears throat> snap bracelets... The actual brand produced by Main Street Toy Company has never been proven to actually injure anyone. Right, but they, it were, was, ba- they were banned from. They were banned Catholic from. School. It was the millions and millions of Chinese knockoffs that were causing said injuries. Uh, so it was not the slap wrap produced by Main Street Toy Company has not been proven to injure anybody. Don't sue me. Uh, I think they were made uh, of a speaking of Chinese knockoffs, we should contact one of them and make official radiator slap. Oh, I'm I'm working on it. Okay. Yeah. I'm tracking it down. Yeah. No, you can just do it online, but you, someone has to send me that logo I've been asking about for the last. Well, when we start the YouTube content, well, I need them for the mic cubes. So before you traverse, uh, the ocean to our left, let's let's not get into lover's quarrel on our podcast for the people. 
goddamn picture. <laughs> um, so slap bracelets, slap wraps, uh, they were invented by Stuart Anders. He was a shop teacher uh, in Wisconsin. And he was just messing around with a band of uh, steel, and he like hit on his wrist and, and it wrapped around him. Basically, it's like a Venetian blind. And to, uh, to quote the people from uh, uh, the uh, Main Street Toy Company, um, that it is made of a high-grade quality steel with rounded edges and a double-knit fabric that is tightly sealed. That was their defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happened was they made these things, and in testing, they did start to tear through. So they went back to the drawing board and remade these so that they would be safer. They were actually very... Uh, they wanted to be sure about this. In the meantime, the design was already out there now that uh, they had waited, and the knockoffs started flooding in. Mm. So they would sell these things. They would snel- sell these slap wraps, slap bracelets, uh, for like two fifty a pop. The ones that were coming over from China, they were... Three cents a pop? Uh, well, they were coming in like wholesale at like 70 cents, so they were selling them for a dollar. You know? And that's... I mean... That's what you would get. And so they would sell them, you know, wherever. And eventually um, they got the government to come in and start, like, seizing these things and uh, start pulling them off the markets. Uh, And the Consumer Product Safety Commission uh, even investigated it and even asked parents to inform their children of the dangers of these Venetian blind bracelets. Um, And, yeah, I guess that's all it is. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, in the summer of 1990, at the time, they had already shipped over uh, a million of these things, and they had an order for another uh, five million in, in like like three months. It was kind of like a, you're cutting up a piece of a tape measure. Yeah, pretty much. Slapping yeah. it on your wrist. wrist. And it was all word of mouth. This was all spread just word of mouth. And this is back before you didn't have internet. Right. There was no commercials for them. There was no like print ad. It was just... I don't understand how it fucking, well, I guess somehow we managed to, like, get together 13 colonies and sign a Declaration of Independence so you can get a bunch of stupid kids to put a strip of metal around their wrist. Um, I mean, I definitely had them. But uh, yeah, you didn't have any? Had, I think we had one, but yeah. my parents were, well, and they, they heeded the warnings. Yeah. Of well, what happened was kids were intentionally taking the fabric off of them, mm. which I was one of them, of course. course. Um but then, yeah, there was so they they had like five million of these out in the market. There was anywhere from ten to fifteen million in imitation knockoffs coming from China. Jeez. So the knockoffs <coughs> outnumbered them like three to one. And I mean, they made shit. They made fifteen million dollars in sales selling these things. Now it, they compare it to like, well, it wasn't the biggest thing. Like it wasn't like Barbie or GI Joe, which was breaking in like the hundreds of millions of dollars. But when you look at the overhead. Because um, the company that sold these was like Cabbage Patch dolls and shit. Oh, look, it was. Uh, if they were pulling these the fabric away, it was pieces of a tape measure. Yeah. Like, seriously. Seriously? That's what the Chinese were selling. Uh, and also, the <laughs> there was one recently, like in the 2000s, they um, made like a little comeback. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that these were Chinese ones. And when the kids started taking them apart, because that's what kids do, you start ripping the fabric off, there were naked pictures of women on, on the metal bands that they sent from China. So uh, that, that Stuart Anders guy, when he found out about it, no oh shit, it's a tape measure. The, the guy that invented it, he found out these kids that got these slap bracelets from China with the nudie pics and sent them a batch of legit uh, slap wraps 
Aww. out of the kindness of his own heart. Which for me, I'm like, fuck this. I want the nudie pic. Right. Hey, here's another one. Oh, no shit. He's yeah, cutting just... up tape measures yeah. and making but yeah, soft I guess pieces. there was a little a story. It was like a four-year-old girl in New York who had cut herself, and that was the big... And then, like, all hell broke loose. All and then schools... Those are sensationalized. Yeah. There's probably only one half of a person slightly gave himself one a paper cut. One tiny little cut. No. Someone over... I cut myself with a piece of aluminum foil the other what day. What about the children? The children. The ch I cut myself with aluminum foil the other day. Hurt like a son of a bitch. It was a tiny little cut. You're and I have a very shot. high... Nah, it's aluminum foil. I have a very high pain tolerance, and that was that one got to me. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, And then, you know, the principal... I think it was all just one big thing, and they used it to get them out of the schools because they were just irritate. You know, you yeah. know that's going to irritate. You sit there and slap it on your wrist a thousand times a day. Yeah. Or not your wrist, but someone else's. So you'd come up behind them and right on the, you know. <laughs> they made uh, drink koozies, slap bracelet drink koozies. Really? Like, a few years ago. You just, and then oh, slap it around your you slap drink. Slap it around your beer, it, yeah. Huh. You know what? That could come in handy, though, because like when, we when I was down at the Tears for Fears concert, the big uh, pounders... They gave us these beer koozies for free at the one tent when they were handing out these Deets and Watson ones. Mm -hmm. As I was getting my free hoagie, they gave us a beer. So I'm free beer koozie, free hoagies. This is fantastic. But the problem was the beer koozies were for a regular, like, regular can. It didn't fit over the big, you know, two-pint right. monster cans. Yeah. So my hand had to be cold. Right. And that's Aww. not acceptable. Mm. So I could have used a slap koozie. Slap koozie. Yeah. Well... Uh, that's about all we got for fashion from the 90s and 80s. Yeah, I'm, I'm not one to speak on fashion. I can, Mr. Cuts His Own Hair. <laughs> but I can say this. There was some awful shit going on back then. There was. And I guess we're going to look back on what we have now and say it was awful, what the kids are wearing now. I, well, I yeah, what the kids are wearing now. But I think like what you and I are wearing now, it's kind of... I wear like non-logo t-shirts yes, and shorts. It's, it's, we're as generic. I think we're as generic and plain as it can kind of get right now. Everyone's kind of exhausted by all that. It's all about. We'll always make fun of affliction shirts. Oh yeah. That phrase. That phase. Yeah. Phrase. Phase. So, next week you won't hear us. So go back and listen to old episodes, and also you should. Uh, Subscribe to us on iTunes or Google Play and rate us and leave a little uh, review of us and let oh, us know what you think. Yeah. Apparently, even, that helps us. I didn't even think to tell people to please <laughs> do that. Right. That helps us. So if, if you like the show, go on iTunes, especially iTunes, because I think that's where it matters the most. Rank us, rate us, and uh, subscribe to us and yeah. give us a little review and let us know what you think. I should probably do that, too, huh? Yeah. Well, tell other people to do it. Right. Do it At ourselves. Least yeah. Do so, ourselves. Uh, I think if we get enough subscribers, you know, we'll do something cool on iTunes and uh, ratings and reviews. We'll pick one at random and go fly to their house and give them a kiss. How about right. it? All right. Well, as we'll be up next. As long as we live someplace like nice and. Right. Yeah. If you live by the boardwalk, when we come for our MR Duck shirts, we'll get you. We got to wrap it up. We're almost out of theme music. Yeah. All right. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. See you in two weeks. <laughs>